Blog Talk Radio. That's the North American Free Trade Agreement, okay? So she was wearing a dress in this picture that to me seemed surprisingly revealing. So I asked everybody, I said, is this, on my Facebook group, is this dress too tight for an interview? I thought it was a fair question, and it got a lot of comments, but they weren't all very nice. Lots of people accused me of being shallow. They seemed to believe that if I was in a hiring role, I would not consider the candidate's accomplishments only her dress. And lots of people said there was no justification at all for discussing this kind of thing. And you know what? That surprised me because there's a lot of uh, dress for success advice online, you know, for people who are going to interviews. And in fact, I checked. Monster has an article about grooming tips from recruiters. You know, but according to the members of my group, oh, that's passe. No, it's not right. And at least one woman actually quit the group, but not before she told me the posting was misogynist and bordered on sexual harassment. Now, why am I telling you this? Because I think it's an indication of how irrational people can be. I never said uh, how I would assess someone as a candidate who wore a dress that was a little on the tight side. I don't care, okay? But people assumed that I would be totally biased against her. They also seem to deny that they had any cares at all about how a candidate dresses. And they seem to be saying that they would never, ever offer any advice on that topic, which I don't believe is true. And when I asked them about this, they didn't reply, or they tried to dodge the question. And when I persisted, they said, oh, you're like a dog with a bone, okay? And I guess that's why some people don't want to be guests on this show, because if you try to dodge a question here, we'll go after you on Jerry, Jerry! The Recruiting Animal Nin Tran of 
hired Jewel, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Marty Snyder, the boss at PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. To start off, I want to quote, uh, don't make noise in the background, okay? Don't make me angry at the start of the show. I want to start off by quoting my guest today. He says, a good sourcer knows that just because you're not allowed to access a page doesn't mean that you can't get in, right? I love that. And with those words, I'd like to welcome Uncle Dean DaCosta back to the Recruiting <laughs> Animals Show. Welcome back, Dean. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uncle Dean okay, DaCosta, so, that sounds... Yeah. I always say Steve Levy's Uncle Steve, so I'm not sure I can be Uncle Dean. Yeah, no, okay. no, I, I will just say something mean about Steve Levy, so let's... Avoid. Okay. He's not an uncle. He's like cousin Steve, okay? He's like cousin. Okay. He's a brat. Steve is a brat. You're not a brat. You're very um, avuncular. So you're Uncle Dean, okay? Uh, but if anyone wants to criticize Dean or praise him during the show, on Twitter, he's Dean, D E A N D A C O S T A. Dean Da Costa, okay? Kind of like. Uh, Oh, so anyway, what's, what's the name of that big store with the cost? Costco. <laughs> Dean the Costco. Okay, Dean. Okay, right. Dean wrote a book. Dean wrote a book. That's why he said, I want to come back on your show to plug my book. Now's your time, Dean. You talk as much as you want. Tell us whatever you want to tell us about the book, but start with the title. So, uh, yeah, the title is The Book of Recruiting, DaCosta Style. Actually, was the title was actually picked by my editor, Derek Zeller. Um, it's, it's a short book, it's about 150 pages, and, and the whole idea behind the book was this. Um, when I got my first job in recruiting out of the military, I um, pretty much was thrown to a computer and said, start recruiting. Got no training, I barely knew what recruiting was, to be honest with you, um, and, and it kind of sucked. But, uh, you know, my, my military background, in, you know, it's not the first time I've been thrown to the wolves, so to speak. And I learned in the military the things I need to do to be successful, so I was able to. But I know a lot of others out there who haven't, who have been put in that situation but haven't been able to be successful. So I wanted to write Speed something that up. at least... Get to the point! Okay? Go ahead. I wanted to write something that would at least uh, give them a, 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 a good start, a fresh, uh, a good chance. And so that's how this book came about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's really about it. Okay, so no, you're, you're writing it for veterans who want to become uh, recruiters? Is that what you're saying, or just new no, recruiters? No, anybody, anybody who wants to be a recruiter or who is a recruiter, but pretty much all they do is database recruiting, and they need to learn uh -huh. Boolean, and, and they need to learn X-raying, and they need to learn where to look for things and processes and procedures that can make them more successful. Um, okay. Some of the things in here are things I came up with, processes and procedures I came up with, that allowed me, uh, you know, to set some records at different companies I was at for hiring. So, uh -huh. your other yeah, you're 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 a Superman, and you don't hesitate to to say so. I agree with you. Okay, everybody loves you, Dean. Okay, now the thing is, you didn't mention this book is really cheap. If you, it's amazingly yep. cheap, if if you go on on Amazon. <laughs> You can get it for three bucks in Kindle. I think it's twelve dollars hard copy. To my surprise, there's a lot of backwards recruiters who wanted the hard copy. Uh, you were smart to make it in hard copy. I would never have done so uh, myself. Something else Dean does in the book, he links to a lot of his articles online. So even though it's 150 pages, that's kind of expanded by all of the stuff he links to uh, in while well, he's talking about. You know, how am I, I going to do something? He doesn't describe it in the book. He says, here's my article. Go there and read it. Am I right, Dean? 
Yeah, pretty much. There are a lot of links to a lot of articles, a lot of stuff that you can get at, and uh, that will link to other information. If, if you told it all up, it's probably about 300 pages if you uh, did everything. There you go. Like, the See, other thing I'm that's really your big book, in the book. I am selling your book better than you are. I always tell people I do a great job of selling their stuff yes, on this sure. show. Yeah. Now, One what, thing to keep in mind in the book, this is big, though. Yeah. This is really yeah. big. Is In the very back, the last two pages of the book, are my, yeah. is my list of the top tools out there that can help you in different categories. And it's not available on my website or anywhere else. It's only available in the book. Okay. So what do you see in other books that you think uh, is missing sometimes that people might find in your book? Um, for one, I think the biggest thing is just length. Most of the other, a lot of the other books out there are 300-plus pages. And I'll be honest with you, I start reading them. It takes me, you know, because I don't have time to sit down for hours to read a book. It, it's mm-hmm. usually in groups, so it might take me a whole month to get through a 300-page book. And by the time I'm done, I have already don't remember what I read to begin with because it's uh-huh. a month ago. And so that's okay. one of the reasons why I made it short uh-huh. and direct. And I think the biggest thing is in my – most of the other books concentrate on here's how to x-ray, here's how to boolean, here's how to do this, here's how to do that. And they don't give yeah. you a lot of process behind it. They don't tell you, now, when you're, when you're sourcing, here's where sourcing fits, and here's what you do. Here's where scraping fits, here's what you do. They, don't, they, they just lay out a whole lot of information, but they don't give you a process behind it. Yeah, I don't and, understand. And I don't understand. Different. I don't understand. I don't understand what you just said. If someone tells me how to x-ray, that's what I want. What do you mean a process? But when, uh, what do you but mean when by that? You, but when do you x-ray? When do you Isn't need to obvious? Use x-ray? Isn't no, it it's obvious? When, okay, well, let's no, talk not. about that now. Let's talk about it now. When do you x-ray? And what does x-ray mean? What is X-ray? Okay, go ahead. So X-ray, X-raying is a process whereby you get information out of a site in a way other than the way it was meant. As an example, picking on LinkedIn, you can go into LinkedIn, do what you got to do, realizing that you, no matter what version of LinkedIn you got, the best you can do is see eighty percent of the people in there. That's it. No matter what version you got, you're never going to see everybody. You can Why? X-ray. In. Why? Why? Because that's Why? the way LinkedIn has it. That's the way LinkedIn's algorithms and the way they have it set up. You can only see so many people, and you can only view so many people, and that's just the way they have it set up. And it's why you'll have to ask LinkedIn. I just know that's the way it is. I know people at LinkedIn, they said, you're never going to see more than 80%. You can only view so many people in a given period of time, or we get mad at you and you go to LinkedIn jail. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But, again, you have to have a LinkedIn account, whether it's paid or free, either way. But if you X-ray in, you can still you can see everybody. It doesn't now, matter. X-ray means, and now what is X-ray? You don't need mean? a LinkedIn There's people account. listening who don't know. X-ray means. I, I said what X- is that? X-ray X-ray means targeting a specific site and getting information from the site in a way other yeah, than okay, the way it was intended. Yeah, okay. How do they do that? Come on. Okay. How do That's they do that? That's what I'm getting to. Just, so so, okay, so to do that, you have to use a command called a site command. So you do site colon. So you just S I T E colon. LinkedIn.com slash in. That's what you do. After that, you type what you want. Uh, Java developer in quotes, Seattle, gmail.com in quotes. That will pull up a bunch of people who are in Seattle who are, have the title, who have the words Java developer together somewhere in their profile, usually means they're a Java developer, and have a Gmail email address in their profile. And you'd be surprised how many there are. I think in Seattle there is something like 9,000, if I remember correctly. And that can all be done without having a LinkedIn account. And okay. that's now, how X-Ray works. Okay, but when you're doing that in Google and it shows you the results, 
you can't see the whole profile. I think you told me before that's not an issue. Am I right about that? No. No, it's not an issue for a number of reasons. Number one, what you do see is their name. You see where they're located. You see their company and their title. What more do you really need? If you're looking for Java developers, and they're all saying they're Java developers, what more do you really need? Anything beyond that, truth be told, you're going to have to talk to them to know more. Because let's remember that there are supposedly 500 million people on LinkedIn, but 25% of them are fake. Another 25% have more than one profile. I know a guy that has 10 profiles. Another 25% don't have enough information to know Jack other than they're a Java developer. So what are you really gaining there? Truth be told, you're not gaining a whole heck of a lot. Not to mention that there are so many tools out there that if you get those pieces of information along with their public LinkedIn your profile, you could stick it in any one of a number of, tool, of tools, hire a tool to be one of them, which is one of your sponsors, and they'll take care of enhancing and giving you the rest of the info. So what, I, I have not a question, a anymore. Go ahead, Kathy's Corner. I, I adore Dean. I think he's a plethora of information, and anybody who doesn't listen to him is is really losing out. But, Dean, what I was wondering is, is there a way of X-raying LinkedIn and getting those people's connections or people similar to them? Um, okay, so getting their connections is not through X-ray. You can't do it through X-raying, but there are ways to do it. Uh, very complicated ways, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the radio explaining it. There are ways to do it, but that for that, you'd have to actually get into LinkedIn. Um, okay. But it can be done. There are actually tools that can help you do that. Uh, but you can do it with a free account. You don't need to have a paid account, and that's what I guess I'm getting at here is what little bit you need to do in LinkedIn can be done via free to free account. But to get their connections, you would need to actually have access to LinkedIn to get that. Um, but once you do it, it's a piece of cake. You can actually get in, see their connection. You could scrape that information, stick it into hire tools, seek out or a number of tools. They'll enhance it for you, and you're ready to rock and roll. And it sounds like a lot, but I can do that and get a thousand people, and my hands-on time is under five yeah, minutes. I'm going to hold on a second. Scraping. I'm going to guarantee. Well, this is just a guess, but I'm pretty confident about it. Ninety-nine percent of recruiters don't know how to scrape and will never learn. Am I right about that? I would say it's. Not 99, but it's up there in the high 90s, probably around 97. And the reason why I say that is because there are several Facebook groups about scraping, and there are a lot of people on them, number one. Number two, I've spoken about it, and I'm famous plug. Uh, the SourceCon's coming up in fall, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm going to teach people how to scrape. Where so is it? There in are going to be a lot of people right? that are going to learn really well, quick. Go ahead. Give a, give a plug for SourceCon. Go ahead. Where, where is it? Atlanta, so Source, right? SourceCon, which is the largest and what I consider to be the best sourcing uh, conference out there is coming up in the end of September. And I'm going to be in the programming slash automation track, and I'm going to be teaching people how to uh, scrape websites, which is basically saying take information out of a website and put it into an organized format. Um, I'm going to teach it using a tool called Data Miner, but I'm going to talk about other tools. But most importantly, I'm not just going to teach you how to do Data Miner. I'm going to teach you how to identify the code that identifies the specific piece of data that you want to grab. So this way, if you have to use a different scraping tool that's not as automated as Data Miner, you'll still be. I lost you. More and more recruiters need to learn how to at least the basics of coding, not be programmers. Be someone who can program. The difference being. Oh, no, you, you lost me already. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Maureen, right. since we're plugging, 
Oh, well, Maureen, Maureen probably still... knows what. It... I would be willing to bet no, Maureen doesn't. knows what I'm talking about. No, she hasn't got a clue. She hasn't got a clue. She's still on the show, Maureen. Yes, still I'm here. here. I'm here. Okay, yes. since Dean plugged, since Dean plugged his uh, his appearance at SourceCon, do you want to plug your own appearance at another uh, sourcing conference? At, at SOSU in Canada on October 31st and 30th. Sure, yeah. in Toronto. You're, yeah, you're going to be speaking, right? I'll be speaking. Shali will be there. There will be several high-profile okay. speakers. Okay. So, but so I, I, I wanted to give I wanted to give Maureen a break. Okay. So, okay. so there we go. Okay. Sorry. Go back to to your, that's a conference yeah. I've been wanting to try to get to one one year. One year I'll get there. I just haven't had time. Okay. Yeah, your old friends will stab you in the back. They won't like that, I, I'm pretty sure. And I will stab you back in a bad <laughs> okay, way. Okay, then I'll... I'm sure you would only, be delighted. You can and, only have one girlfriend, Dean, okay? There you go. Okay. <laughs> very true. So, okay. Oh, very true. Yeah. Unless you're a cheater. That's another okay, story. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, here's... Well, uh, unless you're Shally, he goes to all these things. But anyway, uh, Dean... Uh, just before we move on, uh, okay, I want to make an announcement as well. Michael Cox says, Michael G. Cox says he's pulled out his pen and paper. He wants to learn things. Well, if you want to learn something, you better speak up and ask questions, because I guarantee I'm not going to ask the questions you want me to, okay? Same okay, with anybody so else I, on if, the line. If I may, Michael, Go, if you, I may. Yeah. For those of yeah. you that want to learn something, want to learn about new tools or process procedures, whatever, I am doing a webinar tomorrow for recruiting tools. I'm doing another webinar on Monday for SourceCon. So just find them and join up, and you'll learn how everything you want. How do they find them? I These guess, people I don't guess. even know how to find them. Go ahead. Uh, go on Facebook. All they got to do uh, for the SourceCon one, go on Facebook SourceCon group. It's listed right there at the top. For the recruiting tools one, go to recruitingtools.com, and it will be right there. Okay. Somebody asked somebody asked a question. Somebody asked a question. Somebody's listening to my uh I can hear my my echo I think anyway. Okay, look, here we go off of the technical stuff. Uh, you lost me already with the scraping, but I posted before the show your personal code on my Facebook group and lots of people liked it. I was wondering if you might want to talk about that a bit here about how a re- how a sorcerer or a recruiter should live. My personal code on on your page. I didn't even okay, know you did that. Okay, yeah. Oh, every day. See, this is the problem. You guys are three hours ahead, so I don't see everything you do until after I, the fact. I link to your I link to your name. Don't make me curse, okay? I link to your name. Why it's I'm likely to do it? <laughs> okay, I okay. see what you did. You just linked to my Facebook page. Um, so you know, I have several things I go by in the recruiting world. Um. For me, anyway. Number one, I believe that I highly recommend any recruiter, sourcer, researcher, whatever other title you may have, take a project management course. Um, project management, when you're dealing with a lot of recs and, and in a lot of positions, being having that skill, having that capability really can come in handy. That's how I stay on top of things. When I worked at Microsoft, I had over 100 recs. I had like six groups I was managing, and the only reason why I was able to do it and hire over 100 people in a year, which is a record at Microsoft, is because of that project management. I learned project management skills and allowed me to put everything in a nice place to keep it organized. I had a, I had a plan on when I source, when I call, when I do this, and that's how you can keep track of all that. And it's really tough for recruiters because they've got to not only recruit, not only source, not only interview, not only deal with all the BS administration and administrivia that goes with it, but they got to deal with hiring managers who, 
at best tolerate us and at worst hate our guts and reality think we're the devil incarnate. Um, that's just the facts. Most hiring managers are, are just don't have any – they think our job is to make it harder on them to hire, not – They are stupid. Let's just put it out there, okay? They are dumb. Well, I have other words for them that are worse than stupid and dumb, but <laughs> I think hiring managers are without a doubt the biggest impediment to hiring, um, and that's being nice because, one, they don't know what they're looking for. Two, they want things that don't make any sense and they don't really need. They want to pay nothing, and then that, and that's the legal stuff. The illegal stuff is, oh, I only want somebody from Harvard. I only want somebody from Malaysia. I only want a woman. I only want them. I mean, good Lord, I'm so, half that stuff's illegal. You can't say that. You may want it, but you can't say it. And um, so hiring managers are a pain, and that's just because uh-huh. you're right. They don't understand. Most of them are techies. If you're, a tech, if you're a tech recruiter, you're dealing with hiring managers who are techies, which means they were probably coders at one time, which means they know, they, they know uh, zeros and ones, but when it comes to interaction and human interaction and all that stuff, they're a little shaky. Um, you know, I've dealt with hiring managers who le- legitimately – could have gotten the company sued and probably shut down and because of the things they wanted to say and do. And so hiring managers are a problem, but there's a way around that, and the best way around is, one, to get them to understand what you really do. A lot of hiring managers don't, think, don't get it. They think you go to the corner and grab the guy saying, we'll work for food, and that's how easy it is. But if you sit down and show it to them, you know, source with them, show them how much trouble it is to go to source – they start. It starts. They start saying, "Okay, wait a minute. This isn't as easy as I thought." And then you go in there with a process. You don't ask them what they want. You tell them, "This is how we're going to work. We're going to do this, 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 and this." And then you do it. And if you succeed, you've got them. When I worked at Microsoft, I took over a security business unit. They'd never gotten beyond 82% of their total headcount. Uh, the goal was always 102, so basically one or two over. Um, I got put on there, and I'm ex-military, and so I'm very used to just taking control. I talked to the director, talked to hiring managers, tried to get an idea what was going on, and then I created a process, and I went in and told them, we're going to do this. They didn't mean they Yes. Don't you think that what Shally always emphasized was your intake with the hiring manager at the very beginning and to set expectations right then and there? And that's kind of what I'm talking about. You're correct. It, it is about setting those expectations right then and there, which is like I said, that's kind of what I'm talking about. After I came up with my process, I met with everybody and said, this is what we're going to do. This is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. So I'm setting their expectations. The problem with the big group I was dealing with is they were fighting each other for candidates, and that was right. one of the biggest issues I had to get over. I'd say you're all looking for the same thing. But some of you are our projects are a higher priority than others. Your one project isn't doesn't need to be done for five years. The other one needs to be done in six months. So who do you think should get the person first? I mean, and okay. So now hold on that. a second, Dean, 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 Dean. There's uh, two things. One about project. First of all, uh, with this laying down the law, I like this. You can just hear it in your voice. But you would you wear your military paraphernalia like your hat and stuff when you go in there to show them that you mean business. Get, Go ahead. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Most of everybody here, everybody on the call that's seen me or seen pictures of me, I always have my veteran hat on. I swear uh-huh. to God, if I didn't wear that hat, nobody would know who I was. And I and I've actually uh-huh. tested the theory, and I was right. Yes, I wear that hat everywhere. I have to. I have a disability towards light, so it's either that or I have to wear sunglasses all the time. And sunglasses are more rude than a hat. But yes, I wear that hat all the time, and I do go in there. But 
to be quite frank, you don't need, I don't need to wear the hat, and you'll know I'm military. You could tell them the way I talk. You could tell them the way I act. You could tell them the way I move. I well, say affirmative and negative forceful. a lot. Yes, I'm very... You do, you, you do what yeah, a lot? Yeah, I'm pretty... For, do I what? You said so you do something a lot, and I, I was talked over. Well, I'm very... I, I, I say negative and affirmative. I don't say yes and no often. Oh, Normally oh, it's oh, negative, oh. Or po- negative or affirmative. Oh, really? Oh, you uh, talk I that say, lingo, yeah? Yeah, I say yes, sir, no, sir. Um, I will use a lot of acronyms, which is normal for a military person. Uh, My speech is normally fairly precise. Even as quick as I'm speaking now, it's still fairly precise. There's not a whole lot of ambiguity. uh, Wait, I have a question then, because, Animal, I'm sorry. I just have one question. Oh, look, Kathy, I have to do an ad. I've got to do an ad. Kathy, 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 Kathy. I've got to do an ad, okay, please? Okay. I gotta, okay. I gotta pay Jerry. I gotta pay Jerry, even if he doesn't okay. show. Okay, it's in the contract. Okay. But re- remind me uh, about you, Demi. Before we, when we come back, I have to ask about that. Hi, everybody. Recruiting animal here for Honeit. H O N E I T. You know what Honeit is? It's the phone interview yeah. technology. The candidate and the recruiter dial into the interview, just like they would call any ordinary number. No harm. No heavy breathing. No heavy breathing during my ad, please. Okay. They have their regular interview, only it's recorded. So you have an audio recording immediately, and the audio recording is immediately turned into a typed-out transcript. Fantastic. You can search it. You can uh, copy and paste sections that you want to send off to anybody on the hiring committee. It makes the interview easy to manipulate and easy to work with, right? Not only that. Every interview has some questions that are more important than the others. When you get to a question like that, using Honeit, you press a button just when you ask the question. When you're finished discussing it with the candidate, you press another button. Those are isolated as clips. Again, you can pass them to the hiring manager, to anybody on the committee. Say, focus on this before you focus on anything else. So you also, here's what uh, Nick Livingston likes to stress, you don't have to worry about typing fast enough. You don't have to worry about missing something. You don't have to worry that you can't write fast. It's all there for you. So please go check it out at Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. Okay, Kathy, but first first me, Kathy, if you want to learn about being a project manager, I got a suspicion there's some pretty cheap courses on Udemy.com. Have you yep. ever checked that out, Dean? Can, yes, I actually have. have I'm taking t- several courses on Udemy. Mm-hmm. I call it Udemy, but I, I'm okay. taking several right now. As a matter of fact, that's how I learned how to program in Python, was from Udemy. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks. Kathy. There's also Kathy. several really good books on project management that are out there that you could consider getting as well and have a pretty good shot at learning. Um, there's a project man- a little project management handbook that's really cool. You can go on Amazon, just project management handbook. Then there's the Absolute Beginner's Guide to Project Management, which is really cheap, which can give you a pretty good idea. There are a lot of ways you can learn how to be a project manager. You don't necessarily have to take a per se course, but it, it all depends on what you, what you want to do. I actually decided to because I, I just thought it would be a good thing to do. Um, okay. So I'm a white Kathy belt. wants to talk to you again. Kathy, yeah, I just had a Kathy. question. You know, when I go to SourceCon or when I have gone to SourceCon, I think that the best, um, the best thing out of there are those individual uh, training courses, like you're going to be teaching, you know, the smaller groups, the group sessions. Yeah. But you are – so knowledgeable as are others who do that, that you talk so quickly that I found that it would go over my head. 
can, are you guys going to dumb it down at all? Because I remember going to one on coding. I was like, forget it. I can't even do this. Most of the coding ones are really not designed for beginners. See, that's in there lies a big problem with any conference is there are a group there that are very junior, then there's a group there that are very senior. Um, right. I understand what you're saying. For me, when I, you know, and I've been going to every, I've been to every source con. I've spoken at a lot of, most of them. Um, and, and when I have time to sit in on others, sometimes I'm bored out of my mind um, because it is not, it's, it's, it's just so dummy down that it's like, okay, I already know how to x-ray. Okay, great. Um, but you got to understand, there are a lot of people that really don't. And Animal had it right. I'll be honest with you. If I, if I, um, when I was at the last source con, I had about 40 people come up and ask me to teach them how to x-ray. And these are people who have been in the industry for five years. You would think they would know how by now. But um, mine is going to be dummy down. And, the, and there's going to be some people not happy about it because they're really advanced and they know a lot of this stuff. But mine's going to be dummied down. I'm not teaching you how to code. I'm just teaching you how to look for it because the code for the data you want is always going to be the same. It's basically the same code. You just find the data, look to the left, and that's the code. It's really simple. Huh. Um, I'm going to dummy down. As far as being really quick, um, for me, I, I naturally speak quickly. Um, for one, for two, uh, unless I'm talking about a specific one thing, like in this case, scraping, um, I have a lot I have to try to get out. My, I don't, when I speak there, I don't want to teach you how to know 100% ins, outs, lefts, rights of a tool. I want you to know enough to get interested and then have you go play with it so you can learn how it works for you, where it works for you. Not all tools work for everybody or in all industries. So I just want to give you enough base knowledge to make you get give interested us an enough example. to go try oh, it out. Oh, 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 beep, 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 beep. Give us an example of a tool that works in one industry but doesn't work in another. Um, well, well uh, basically, um, I think it's called – I just did a blog about it. It's uh, something DB uh, – uh, just give me a minute. It's got so okay, many if you don't know the name, forget it, forget it. Forget it. If no, you don't it's know something DB. It's actually a newer tool, but the point the point is about it. It's only for it's only for um, programming. So if you're looking for something other than program, what good is it to you? Um, and yeah. so I don't want to teach you every single solitary ins and outs, lefts and rights of it. I just want to teach you, hey, this tool's out there. Here's how it works. Here's what you do. Here's how you can get info from it, and move on. And then you decide if it's something you want to play with. If you don't do developers and architects and testers, then fine. Don't worry about it. If you okay. do, then yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah, I got the point. I got the point, Dean. Okay? I want to ask you a question. Since you say sure. even experienced recruiters who may be good on the phone or whatever or assessing candidates, they're not necessarily good online sourcers, so they need some beginning information. And I'm going to ask you a question that you wrote about that beginners sure. should know. You, you say that title search sucks. Okay? Title search. A lot of sources you say like to search by the full title uh, that's listed on their job description. That's a mistake. You want to tell us why? Sure. Um, that's, that's an easy one, actually. Not all titles are not universal. That's simple. What we might call a software developer, somebody else might call an engineer. What we call a data scientist, someone else might call a program manager. And don't laugh, there are companies in California that call their data scientists program managers. You know why? It's not because they're program managers. It's because they know if they call them program managers that a lot of recruiters won't find them because they want to use titles. Titles are not universal. Things can be called different things in different places. So if you search by title, you, you'll get some people, don't get me wrong, but you're going to miss out on a lot of people. As an example, if you searched for me and you used the word staffing, recruiter, or sourcing, you won't find me by title 
by my card well, then how do you none find, of those are in my you, title. How do you merge those two, Dean, between pro, between the um, data scientists and program managers? What do you mean, in a search? Yeah. Well, first of all, you don't even worry about title. First, you worry about what it, what it is they're going to do. So you start with the skills you want. As an example, if it's Hadoop and Pig, which are two big data technologies, most first of all, recruiters aren't going to have it. They'll say they search for it, but they won't have it. Number two, most of the people that have those skills are going to either be developers or data-oriented data people of some kind. It's very rare that you're going to see people without. I'm not saying it's 100%, but very rare. But then you start getting into things like uh, putting in things like the word data, like the word um, um, the size of the amount of data, like a terabyte or 100 terabytes of data, because that's usually something only data scientists will have. Um, you might add SQL in there. You might add a bunch of different technologies and or um, verbiage that will make it pretty clear you look for a data scientist. And you do it that way. And you see your results. If you get 10,000 results still, okay, now there's 10,000 results. Now I'll go ahead and maybe add in a title or a piece of a title. Maybe you put in something like data um, near, data near um, Hadoop, which basically means look for the word data within 10 words of the words Hadoop. Well, if you got the word okay. data and Hadoop that close to each other, they're probably a data scientist. Okay, well, hold on a like second. That. I read in your book, in your book, you keep using, in your, in your Boolean strings, you keep using the word and, the operator and. I thought that operator yes. doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore on Google, does it? No, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just you don't need it. But I do it for a reason, so I'll explain to you why. If, like me and a lot of other people who have been around a while, you save your Boolean string, you find a string that works, you save it, that means you've got to reuse it. Well, some, like... If I want to go ahead and use that string in my ATS system, I need the word and. Most, a lot of ATS systems, if you don't put the word in, and in there, it doesn't know what you're asking for. So that's part of the problem. You've got to remember, there are some tools use old Boolean. Some, tool, some places use new Boolean, which means you don't need the and. It's implied that it's an and. So uh -huh. the question you have is this. If you use the and in Google, it just ignores it, and it's an and. It's no big deal, so there's no problem. But if you don't use it in certain other systems, you don't get it, the search won't work right. So why not just okay. have it? What are you really killing yourself? I this way it. I can just got cut it. and paste my strings from, left, from anywhere. Yeah, I got it. Now, let's say I noticed that if you're, if you're listing in your Boolean strings uh, uh, a whole bunch of different job titles, you'll put them in parentheses and then say programmer uh, or software engineer or, uh, y you know, uh, principle or something else like why why do you have to put those in parentheses why why can't they just operate independently okay so a couple of things number one um single word fine if there's two words in the title you've got to put it in quotes so it keeps them yeah. together okay. Uh -huh. okay or means this or that and you can use you can use or or you can use the bar the um the straight up and down line, which is right below yeah. the backspace, so you don't have to write or. But besides all that, the reason why you have to do it in quotes is because of the way the search works. If you don't put it in quotes, what happens is not, they think not quotes, and... Not quotes. I'm asking about quotes, I mean brackets, 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 yeah. brackets. Okay, brackets. Brackets. You have to put it in brackets because, um, because of the way Boolean works. Um, think of it as like uh, algebra or anything like that. So ORs have to be in the brackets because if it's not in the brackets, it, the Boolean doesn't read it correctly. 
So you're saying, as an example, um, Java and software or software engineer in quotes or developer or development or whatever. And you put that in quotes. So what happens is the quotes are read first and then the regular words read, you, even though you always put the ors last. And the reason is because Boolean won't read it properly if you don't. Um, it's just like in scientific notation, when, uh, not scientific notation, or in um, algebra. If you put 3x and then in parentheses 2x4, so you're saying 2 times 4 times 3. Yeah, okay, um, we get if you don't do it. That okay, right, if you don't do math, that right, what happens if, is you get yeah, 2 times you're not 3 times math, 4. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you're there's not a reason, math, there's you're a reason for it. It's the way it reads and the way it, okay. it functions. Wait, did you and, say and that the word or always has to be in parentheses? I didn't or, say the that. Or operator, the or operator, the or any time you're doing an or operator function in Boolean, it has it has to be in parentheses. Unless okay, that's you all go. you're doing. You Unless that's you all you're doing. I thought it. It worked, but I guess not. Say that okay. again, please. I could. You just capitalized it. Capitalized or, yes. Yeah. Or just use okay. the pipe, which is that straight up and down line right. below the back yeah. space. Okay. Dean, Dean, are you on the board yes, still yes. of uh, Higher Tool or the advisory committee of Higher Tool? I'm, I'm an advisor of a lot of tools, but yes. Okay. Oh, you want to do the ad? I'm going to do the ad, but since you're here, no, and you're, you, you know. No, that's your, too, that's your, I'm not getting paid to do the ad. You do the ad. You're on the committee. You know more than me. Okay, well, okay. I just always tell well, the basics. Everybody. I, okay. No, that's ahead, your no, job. You okay. But you, you endorse Hire Tool, right? You're on the committee or the advisory. I think Hire, I, I think hire Tool is one of my top tools, and Hire Tool is one of my, what I call my grade eight. I have a series of eight tools that if I can, that if, if that's it, I don't need anything else. I'm happy. I, I don't need anything else. And they are. So if you were on a desert island, if you were on a desert island, you need those eight. Those are the eight tools you would take with you, right? Well, no. If I'm on a desert island, I'm going to take a boat so I can get the hell off. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when it comes to sourcing, if you tell me I can only have, that pick any eight tools you want for sourcing. Those are the eight tools I'm picking. Well, what eight? <laughs> we know one. What are the other seven? The other seven are not sponsors yet. <laughs> I don't know who said that, but you're right. They're not sponsors of the Animal Show, therefore I won't mention them. No, no, you can tell, if you want to, if you feel feel free. I mean, you're free to tell us. I mean, we all know. So when anyway, I talk, when I talk about when I talk about tools, I look at the sourcing life cycle. So you have research, sourcing, uh, scraping, downloading, whatever word you want to use there, enhancement, and then the outreach. That's the way I break it down. So I so want to have research and sourcing are two different things for you. Yes, because when I'm talking about research, I'm not talking about research as in finding stuff. I'm talking about the research required to ensure you are creating the correct persona to identify what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So just because okay, not like all it. job developers are the same. So yeah, you want to make like sure it. you got all the info to make sure you're looking for the right kind of job developer that mm -hmm. can succeed in your environment. Not all mm -hmm. people can work at Google. Not all people mm -hmm. can work at Microsoft. You've got to make sure you pick the right one. So you do mm -hmm. that by looking historically within the company, what is the background and makeup of job developers who have been hired that have been successful here. Then mm -hmm. once you get that data, you want to research outside to make sure salaries are correct, locations correct, maybe job developers are mostly in a different area. Just you want mm -hmm. to make sure that all that information is correct. And by doing that, you'll also it'll also create a sourcing plan for you to tell you where to source. Yeah, 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 and yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, there's a rule on this show, Dean. You can't be verbose, okay? 
Once you tell us, yeah, research, you're going to define your target, Maureen, then you do the I understand. So, okay? so what you're saying, Dean, what you're saying, Dean, is picking your targets correctly is just as important, if not more important, I think it's more important, than the actual sourcing from those targets. Um, I, 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 would, I would agree with you because if you don't pick your target correctly, you might be sourcing with Java developers on a site that has nothing but knit, people who knit, exactly. and that ain't going to get you nowhere. Yeah. Okay, okay, let me do the ad for Hire Tool since we got derailed. Hey, everybody, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. It is the super-duper sourcing tool. You just heard Dean, Uncle Dean, the greatest, not the greatest, one of the greatest sources. sorry, Dean, one of the greatest sourcers ever in history. He just endorsed Hire Tool. What is it? You go to HireTool.com. You put in your search terms in regular, everyday English, and it builds a Boolean string for you. And it searches a wide range of websites, GitHub, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. And it gives you a whole bunch of results ranked from top to bottom. Who's closest to matching your requirements? It guesses what these people are earning. It guesses which ones are going to be most ready to leave. And the thing Hire Tool is most famous for, I would say, is its ability to give you contact information, both personal and professional, emails and phone numbers. You can check that out for free by going to HireTool.com, getting their free Chrome extension, and go to work. Thank you. Back boy, to Dean DeCosta. Boy, boy, did you miss out on a whole lot more of what it can do than just that. Well, tell me. What can it do? Go ahead. Well, let's play a game. What if you searched on Facebook and found a whole bunch of developers who worked at Amazon and you wanted to get more informed? The reality is if they're a developer at Amazon, the odds are pretty good they're Java. <laughs> Amazon's a Java shop. What do you do? You know what you do? You get the URLs and stick them into HireTool, and HireTool will enhance and get you their name, location, emails, phone numbers, everything else you need, all from one simple Facebook URL. There you go, That's everybody. I didn't know that. It's an enhancement. It's an enhancing tool as well. It's not just a searching tool. It's an enhancement tool. What does that mean, what you just said? That means it can take minimum information and provide a lot more about somebody. Okay. It enhances. So what version of Hire Tool do you have to do? Is that with 100% accuracy, or is it that kind of guesstimating? Okay. <laughs> nothing is 100%. No, by okay. nature, nothing All right. is 100%. I humans understand. Humans are humans created. Humans make mistakes and are and and are not understood. Right. Therefore, the tool can't be understood. But right. it's pretty damn close. I find for okay. me, when it comes to enhancement between mm-hmm. high ritual, seek out, and zap info, I mm-hmm. get almost a, I get pretty close to 100% of everything I want between those three tools. Okay, that's so a good information. So what I do is stick it in. Yeah, I stick it into one tool, let it do its thing. Whatever it doesn't find, I stick into another tool, let it do its thing. Whatever it doesn't find, I stick into the third tool, let it do its thing. By the time I'm done, out of 1,000 people, I'll probably have complete profiles and emails on 995 of them. Matter so you're refining, the refining, refining. Yeah, but he said he exactly. doesn't have time to read a book, but he's got time to do this stuff. Uh-huh. He goes through the same information 100 times. Well, to how long it does down. that take, Dean? Tell him. How long would what take to do 1,000 people? What you just described. Uh, hands-on time, about five minutes. Okay, yeah, wow. doesn't sound like it to me. Well, you know what? Maybe no, I'm a dummy, well, and I know because, I can't do it. That's because you don't understand how the process works. Simply, you find, you use HireTool to search in Facebook. You use ZapInfo to scrape the info. That's a push the button and let it do its job. Once it's done, you download and upload to HireTool. That takes a minute. Once HireTool's done, you download, upload to SeekOut. That takes a minute. Once that's done, you're done. 
So your hands-on time is five minutes. The tools uh-huh. do all is the any of this, work. Is any of this in your book, your famous book yes, that's on is. Amazon? Okay. Yes, it is. Great. Great. Okay. You said on your blog, you said, I was listening to the way a recruiter was talking to a prospective candidate. That should be prospective, uh, okay? But he was well, talking okay, to a candidate. Sorry, but English is not my first language, so my, sometimes I get a little mixed up. You sound what is like your it first is, language? Okay? What is your Portuguese. first language? Portuguese. Really? Portuguese. Yeah, Michael knew that. You wouldn't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't get have known either, okay? But, okay? Get me drunk anyway. and you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, he he says Dean says he was listening to this recruiter talk to a candidate for the very first time. He says that recruiter was quick, cold, callous, uncaring, and basically acted like the candidate was wasting his time, right? And in fact, this candidate was perfect for the position. He said recruiters are generally not that bad. They're polite but they really have no zest, there's no life in their conversation, and no sense of caring. He says they're politically correct, but they're robotic. They have no heart. You, you believe that's the general way recruiters are. They're burnt out and, uh, you know, nobodies. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, and I'm not saying all recruiters, but I'm saying a lot of recruiters are. A lot of, people, a lot of recruiters are robotic and, and think transactional. And, and what I mean by that is they still think we're in the day when there are more people than jobs they can treat people and they don't have to worry about it. And we're not. We're in a day where there are more jobs than people and you need to treat people with respect. It all, you know, it, it's like those little rules that you put on there for me, treat people the way you would want to be treated. Would you want to be treated like a piece of meat? No. So why treat people like a piece of meat? It all goes around and comes down. This is a very close community, everything we're dealing with. So if you're talking to a job developer who works at Amazon, you treat them like crap, within a week, every job developer there is going to know you talk to them and treat them like crap, and they're not going to want to talk to you. Really? Do people say, hey, I was talking to a recruiter, or do they keep it secret? Okay? Does that, how does that stuff get out? If they treat them, if, if you treat – if it gets out because – People talk. It's just that simple. I mean, I know job developers in many companies, and I talk to them sometimes just to talk to them because I'm trying to learn myself to, uh, or increase my skills. And they'll say, hey, you know, this guy, Dean DaCosta, called me, and, you know, he's a recruiter, but he wasn't talking to recruit me. We were just talking. Really nice guy. I like him. If he ever calls you, guy, you know, you should talk to him. That's all it takes. But if he says, you know, this guy, Dean DaCosta, called me, he was a complete jerk, and he treated me like I was a piece of meat and like I was a dog, don't ever talk uh-huh. to him. People are going to, and you're you know, saying, it's a small and you're world saying that all. a wide, you're saying that it sounds like you're saying that a majority of recruiters fall into the bad category. I think you down on a that? majority, I think that a majority of recruiters need to improve on their bedside manner, and I don't think it's necessary that they mean. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that that's not the way they really are. They mean. I think it's more a product of they are so freaking busy that. They, they just got to get through it, get on, and move on, and as a result, that's the way they come across. Especially okay. newer they, recruiters. Especially newer recruiters. The newer recruiters are, the newer recruiters, one, don't really know how to source very well. Most of them are database recruiters, which means if it isn't in their ATS or Munster or LinkedIn, they don't know what to do. But more importantly, they really know how to speak to people. And it's really important you learn how to speak to people, how to motivate people, because the old saying that you can get, you can get, um, you can get more from honey than from vinegar is very apropos. 
treat me well, and I'm going to go out of my way for you. Let me let you give specific, I'm uh, I, I read you. I read I read tons of stuff about you. Okay, that you wrote. So you give advice that I don't agree with. By the way, you say the way to communicate okay. with people best is to mimic the way they talk. I've read all that mirroring stuff before. I think it's total baloney. But you say mimic their rate of speech, mimic their style of speech. If they talk slower than uh, they do, you slow down, okay? If it's faster, you speed up. Get a feel for their thought style. You know, are they all about facts or are they touchy-feely? Once you figure it out, you'll be able to talk to them properly. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Because when it boils down to it, it's not just about purely communicating. It's also about setting that, making them feel more comfortable. I was stationed in Alabama. They talk really slow. And when someone can explain to me wh- how far and in what direction yonder and spell are, let me know because I still haven't figured that one out. But they speak slower and, and different. And I noticed in talking to them, this was back when I was in the military, that I spoke fast and they were very uncomfortable. You could tell they were uncomfortable with how fast I spoke. But when I started slowing it down, and it's not that they're dumb or stupid. So, I mean, or it's not about that. It's just about the, the way they talk. All of a sudden, it was a lot better. People were a lot more forthcoming, a lot more willing to talk, a lot more willing to spend time. And so right there, I learned that, you, you know, you, it's about making the other person feel comfortable. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and sometimes when you talk too fast, it makes them feel uncomfortable. You talk too slow, it makes Maureen, feel uncomfortable. Maureen, so, is Maureen mm-hmm. there? Do you yeah. get the feeling that he's trying to, you know, mirror me, my style? I, I don't. He's Dean. He's <laughs> Dean, and he wants to be Dean. He doesn't want to be the okay. recruiting animal. Point of note. Wait a second. Wait a Point second. of note. You're animal. Second. I see no reason to mimic you one exactly. bit. Exactly. He doesn't have a reason to I mimic do. you. Okay. There's a before, difference. You're not a candidate. Before the show's over, oh, I got Maureen here. I got Dean here. Yeah. I have to pit you against each other before I do another no, round, okay? Yes, I do. <laughs> I doubt that. Maureen... Okay, Maureen, do you believe... Hey, Maureen, how long have we known each other? Maureen, how long Um, have we known each other? A long time, long time. I was going to say, and he's going to pit us against each other? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll ask you both the same question. Dean and Maureen. Dean first. Do you believe that everybody you're looking for is online and findable? No. Okay. I I know for a fact not everybody is online and findable. Okay, how what percentage of people are online and findable? By uh, okay, we need to define findable by the average recruiter, by someone more advanced, by by uh, you, by a your super recruiter, person, by me, super sourcer. By I me? build you as a super sourcer. Yeah, by you. I would say probably somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty-five to seventy-five percent. That's all. That's all. Well, uh, but. Okay, you got to understand something. Out of that group that's not online and findable, a bunch of them aren't people I would want to find. <laughs> I mean, nothing personal. I really don't want to talk to the camel jockey in, in, in Egypt. You know, I'm just saying. Okay, well, you just look at what I was talking about, Maureen. You see how he changes the, uh, the terms. The obvious terms are the kind of people that you well, will be looking I, for. Go well, ahead, you didn't specify. Maureen, go ahead. Give her You're a Can I ask a broad question? Specify. I have a question for want... Dean. Has that percentage for you, Dean, changed over the last uh, Maureen, can you hold on to that and let me do yes. my final ad? I remember I got to oh, pay Jerry, so. even if he's not Go here, ahead. giving me yeah, a hard time. Yeah, I know. I've already been hit up by Nin about something I said. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Okay, well, he could have spoken up. I, I, the lines are all open. Anyway, look, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. You know, recruiters are very diverse. There's all kinds of recruiters. There's recruiters who are headhunters. There's recruiters like Dean who are working for a corporation. They're direct hire. There's recruiters who are doing temp staffing. You've got to ask yourself, does every kind of recruiter need their own special kind of recruiting software? Well, I'm going to tell you the answer that PC Recruiter gives. It's no. It's no. They don't all have to have a, a rainbow of different recruiting softwares and you know why because pc recruiter is adaptable it's one software but you make it suit yourself you make it suit your own needs it's configurable that's the term i like to use it's configurable and if you're too afraid of configuring it yourself they got a lot of nice people there who will help you do it and they don't care if you're a kitchen table recruiter, as Joe Mulling says, working by yourself at home, or if you're in a big recruiting team. You just heard Dean talk about the kind of size of the the number of people he was working with at Microsoft. Either way, they're happy to talk to you, because big or small, they help them all. So go check them out, please, at PCRecruiter.net. Maureen, over to you. Over to me what? You got a question for Dean, you said. Yeah, I asked him if it had changed, that percentage had changed in the last well, 10 years. Okay. He said, yeah. Dean, answer her question. Go ahead. Yes, the, yes, the percentage has gone up in the last 10 years. As more countries get online, as mm-hmm. there's more um, technology around, as third world countries become what I call third world A countries, meaning more technologically advanced and stuff like that, that number has increased. you got, you got to remember, there's 7.5 billion people on this planet, and I'm looking right at the number, so I know that's right. Yeah, but we're not interested in recruiting them. There's kids and grandparents. We don't want them. Those are dumb exactly. numbers. If we're now talking about only people that we would be interested in recruiting, that number yes. jumps up significantly, obviously. What number is and that, also, being, do you, you think? think the top secret um, people are not online. There are a lot of top secret people that are not online, and/or if they are, they don't let you know that they have. Right. They don't let you know they have the clearance, and/or they don't give you enough information to even figure out they have it. Right. For various reasons. Number one, they really don't need. If you have a clearance, you really don't need a recruiter because you're always going to be neat because there's only a handful of clearances given out. How so many clearances really are there in, in the? How many clearances does the U.S. government give out? I just heard that number the other day. Yes, I can't remember what it was. Nor am I 100% sure I believe it. Um, Number of clearances given. No, no, no. Do you can't search for answers while you're on the show? Is Nin Tran there? That's what any good recruiter would do. Okay. Does Nin Tran want to come on while Dean's doing a search and correct whatever Dean said or scold him? The door's open. Evidently, there's (laughs) 4.3 million people that have. 4.3 4.3 million people that have or have had within the last 10 years some type of security clearance. Now, that does not mean they're the type of security clearance that will help us. They could be nothing more than a, than a they have, they've been checked out, and yes, they can come into this building, but that doesn't mean it's, a, it's not a true security clearance, as I would define it, meaning secret, mm-hmm. top secret, and stuff like that. It could be lower clearances, which aren't it's that hard to get. It's much, much, much smaller that are actually in existence. Okay, yeah, I, I got five minutes. Is, I'm just five going minutes. by. This is, talk about this is Nan. I want to say something. Go I ahead. Say, uh, I want to say thank you to Dean for, 
for his support. I'm glad that he was able to come on the Animal Sourcing Guru Knowledge. This is not the Academy Awards, okay? It's not the Academy Awards. You don't have to thank anybody. He said you were criticizing him, and I'm giving you a chance to go after him in public. I, well, I never I said, to, I I never said he was criticizing me. He asked me a question. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Nin. Hey, so Go I got a question for for Dean. He had mentioned a while uh, web. Y- while I'm young, Nin. <laughs> so, Dean, what can yeah, you I improve understand. on I've Hartzell, known Nin a right? long time. What, what, I consider Nin a friend, see, and I like giving him crap. We can improve on <laughs> I've already told you guys that. We just had lunch a week ago. What's the question? Oh, there you go. What's the question? Hey, the, question? the question was, what can we improve in Hartzell? Oh, okay, that's so not what for can the you show. Improve? That's, that's weak. not for the show. That's, that's weak. not a question Nin, for the show. Nin, Nin, let's take this offline after the, after the show. That's not hey, a animal. show. He's right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I had a different question for him, but I wanted to uh, talk to him uh, offline. Okay. Anyways. So call Somebody, me later okay, when I'm on my way. Feel free. Talk to him offline whenever uh, you Nin, want. Nin. Nin, at about 11, I will call you when I'm on my way driving down to Portland. Oh, come on. Sounds good. Talk to you, talk Some, to you later. Someone else wants to ask a question <laughs> of Dean before the show's over. There's two minutes or yes. four minutes hey, left. Go ahead. Hey, sure. Dean. Yes. Dean, this is Michael. I was wondering. Um, Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael G. Cox. Cox. Michael G. Cox. Thank you. Yeah. Go there ahead. are a few hey, Michaels you've got here, a dude. webinar coming up. What's the topic again? Uh, the one on Friday is just a general topic about rec- about recruiting, recruiting tools, and stuff like that. So it's okay. basically uh, rec- with recruiting tools. And what I'm going to do is basically I talk about a tool or two, and then I'm going to just take questions and help people solve problems. Uh, last time we did it, somebody was trying to – needed to find people who were had experience working on a farm, believe it or not, in Ohio. And so I told them how to find people that could well, – worked on farms. And You're okay. Hold on, Maureen. Maureen, yeah. he's saying now he's saying now that he can find farm workers in Ohio online. Is that what you're saying, Dean? Actually, no, I didn't say. Okay, so point of note, I didn't say online. The way I told him to do it is real simple. You go to the land bureau in Ohio, to the state. It will let you know if it's farmland. It's designated, so we'll let you know where all the farms are and pinpoint where all the farms are. There's usually a small town around it, and you go to the bar there. And that's where they will all be. And guess what? They ended up hiring 40 people. So obviously it was right. That's called that's old school geo-based recruiting. Go where they're at. Yeah. Okay, Maureen, you couldn't call in to to that either. I mean, you call in the guys are out in the field, right? Or in the barn. Well, you know, he could call into the local hardware stores if there are local hardware stores, which there are fewer and fewer um, nowadays. But lots there are lots of things that you could. You do all the things you could have done, but going to the bar was more fun. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Michael G. Cox, do you have another question? Michael G. Cox, you finished? Yeah, I'm I'm curious. With regard to that uh, data miner, data dash miner, IO, whatever. um, Just data miner. Yeah. Have you you used that specifically for LinkedIn, or have you found another one, uh, perhaps an alternative that works better with LinkedIn? Okay, so point of note, we need to always be careful when you're talking about Big Brother and LinkedIn <laughs> because they are always listening. LinkedIn is so paranoid that they troll Facebook and other places. And if you put a trick on there about LinkedIn and they don't like it, they will shut it down immediately. 
So we got to be careful. The answer to the question is yes to data miner, yes to other things. And if you actually come to SourceCon and sit in my class and ask me that question, I can give you more details. Matter of fact, while I'm not going to say this is for LinkedIn, I'm going to basically tell you how to do it. But I'm not going to pick on LinkedIn because I don't want Big Brother to get mad at me and put me in LinkedIn too. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Michael, you asked a question before about how many people can be found online, and I wrote a number down before Deanie answered. Mine was 60%. Hey, so you and I were – I said, what did I originally say? You said 65, 70. Yeah, but then he upped okay, it. So we're in the right what? I don't. He, he, we, we didn't really get an answer out of Dean, okay? <laughs> yeah, I gave okay, you a number. Okay, Dean said 65, 70%. Yeah, that's okay. what I said. Oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't hear everything. I think that, People are talking over each other. And I think that surprised you, Michael, didn't it? You thought he was going to say yeah. I think okay. it surprised him, but I think what he forgets, there are actually places in this world where there is no Internet. Yeah, but we're not there. We're in we're in the developed country. We're in North America. Okay, but that's, that's not what I was the question. Well, yeah. Dean, maybe we're talking about two different things. I, I think he was talking about people that we would want to find. Right, yeah. and, and okay. I think now in now listening to him, that's good. But it would, and, and in that case, obviously yeah. the number is substantially higher. You know what they call people uh, like you two? Quibblers. You guys are quibblers. Are you should are understand it. Well, sorcerers are quibblers because we're discerners yeah. and we want to get okay. it exactly right. Dean DeCosta, thank you for coming on. Everybody, it's only three bucks to buy the Kindle version of his book. I said it on my Facebook group. If you don't buy it, you're crazy. What's it called again, Dean? It's called The Book of Recruiting DeCosta Style. DeCosta Style. Okay, Maureen, Michael G. Cox, Kathy, Nin, and Dean DeCosta, thank you! Yeah.